That's in person. Oh, for the first time in three months? Oh, we're sharing germs. <laughs> Here, open your mouth. I'll spit this over to you. Uh. The first thing we did was hug and open mouth kiss. <laughs> Just to celebrate being together again. Fuck COVID. We can beat it through love. That's right. Good. My lungs haven't collapsed. Great. No seizures, no, no. night sweats, other Not than just the general, you know. It is blazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blazing yeah. summer days. But now we're both on vacation. Yeah, congratulations. A forced vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. <laughs> but we should say, I mean, we're going back. Yes. We know we're going back. So it, it is yeah. a vacation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're pretty excited to be back recording, not over Skype. Yeah, thrilled to be back. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be here. So, summer, sun beats down on my face. Mm -hmm. I start thinking about how the world turns, mm -hmm. and I get paranoid. Of course. And then I start thinking about how the government really works if there's aliens. Is everything around me a simulation? Exactly. Is the government run by lizard people? So many things to really just contemplate. GMOs. Um, and it's nice in COVID because you have nothing but time. That's right. To have these things running through your head constantly. Exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And let me tell you, Jerrica, I want to believe. I'm not so keen on believing, <laughs> but we'll get into that. <laughs> We've picked some prime conspiracy-laden material for today. Yes, we have. And there's like no shortage of it out there, but we wanted... Four very different conspiracy theories. Because a lot of the movies are government-based. And right. e even in the ones that we talk about, a lot of it comes down to... Yeah, higher power up the top. that's exactly. controlling everything. Yes, yeah. yes. And that is generally, I think you can trace a lot of conspiracy theories back to the people who are in control. You know, they, they want you to believe something, but that's not real and it's all fake and they're just feeding you lies. And I think that comes from a, you know, a general distrust we have of uh, the government. And the government and the media and coverage the media. of the government, and yes. if they're controlled by that government. Yes. Yes. So before we get into our first film, Jerrica, are there any conspiracy theories that you would stake your life on? Are there any hills that you would die on? Probably not die on, <laughs> but... Maybe one of the few, I think I'm more of um, a cover-up gal, sure. like a band-aid. Um, for example, you know, every everything regarding the first project we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. I actually think there is a lot of merit there because it was so sloppy. Yes. There are a lot of problems, and problems that reach out and touch things that were like that were so badly handled. For example, the Vietnam War. This was some kind of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back thing, where yeah. the Empire's just like, we have to keep this war wheel going, no matter what, for as long as possible. Because with no end in sight. Exactly. Because it's a it's a a, a wheel of money. Yeah. 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 So that one. I think does hold merit and that one does have it reaches its fingers into all kinds of other 
side things that happened, including, I think, putting ideas into other people's heads about taking out people and all that kind of stuff, I think did it that gave it such a boost and it's, manipulating the news and all of that shit. We'll get into it soon, but suffice it to say, I had no idea how far reaching. Potentially, again, we'll never fucking know. No. But that whole thing was. Yeah. I, I have one that I desperately believe. In 2003, Avril Lavigne died after her sophomore album was released. <laughs> mm-hmm. And her record company said, no, again, like the war machine, we need to keep that money train rolling. She has a replacement lookalike named Melissa come in take over the rest of her career. Why does her music go to shit? Why does she marry Chad Kroger? It's Melissa. It's not Avril, people. Avril's dead. That is terrible. <laughs> it's an actual theory. I I've heard of that before. <laughs> I've heard of that before. It tickles me. Just It is pretty me. funny that, that people think that she was that powerful ever. <laughs> no. Like, I guess she I was... She was very successful. She, she was, but I don't see that absolutely not there's so many other little blonde idiots to make money off of yeah that yeah. i mean i, I don't want her that would be very sad but if something happened to her it's pretty hard to picture that yeah. they'd find a twin replacement and like be like this is her Get her sent, music went to shit because she's a moron that's why it went Avril to shit boot camp yeah <laughs> i just want to see that montage in the movie <laughs> Yeah, the new girl was just like, you think I'm wearing that fucking tie over that fucking beater? You got another thing coming, because that is hideous. Not. Yeah. Hirajuku, here we come! Yeah. <laughs> Do you love <laughs> racism? How <laughs> about oh, we just appropriate yeah. some things for the next decade? I'm going to do on, it like Lisa. Gwen, only the music's also going to stink. It's like going to be gar- worse. Oh, it's going to be way worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gwen's appropriating, but I could dance to it. Exactly. This was shocking. Oh, girl. Yeah. Well, there was a whole thing with um, Paul McCartney being dead. Yes, there was. That's, I think, see, I think that idea of Avril started with that. It's like we just replace him with another guy that happens to look just like him. It's like, that seems seems like, yeah, some other doe-eyed type. Maybe that's why he collaborated with Kanye West. (laughs) Maybe that's how that Broad Street thing happened. (laughs) I'm never going to let that die. pulling the strings behind the scenes the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Conspiracies. it. Conspiracies. I gotta fan myself. Yeah. <laughs> Can you feel the shade? Can you feel the shade? First one. People call the granddaddy of conspiracy theories. The yes. kind of conspiracy theory to start conspiracy theories. And what are we talking about, Jericho? JFK. But who the fuck pulls whose chain? Who the fuck knows? Oh, what a deadly web we weave when we practice to deceive. And who killed the president? Oh, man, why don't you fucking stop it? Shit, who did... This is too fucking big for you, you know that? This is... Who did the president? Who killed... Get, fuck, man! It's it's a mystery! It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma! The fucking shooters don't even know, don't you get it? Fuck, man! I can't keep talking like this. You're gonna fucking kill me! I'm gonna fucking die! So the year of the film is 1991... 
Oliver Stone, uh, partially written by, too, I think, yeah. and directed by, starring Kevin Costner. There's a blast from the past. <laughs> what happened to Kevin? The Postman. But, but this was before that, where people were like, that's a respectable young man. Oh my god, Dances with Wolves. Yes. And the whole, what, everything else he was in, I can't remember. He's not a Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Robin yeah, Hood, the right. worst Robin Hood of all time. <laughs> show Robin Hood was American? Because I didn't. <laughs> Intensely serious. But this movie, I mean, as far as actors go, I felt like Oliver Stone was doing literal reveals. Like, every time an actor came up, they would turn like, that's right, it's me. And you're like, that's really pulling me out of the fantasy a little bit. Like, you have to do a reveal every time. It's me, John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things that don't really fit in the movie. Man. Daddy-o. <laughs> Daddy-o. Poor John. You jive with me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Ooh. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Laurie Metcalf, Gary Oldman, Sissy Spacek, Ed Asner, Jack Lemon, um, Walter Matthau. And Walter Matthau. Yeah. And a stunning <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Just giving me the tea yes. for what seemed like endless time. That monologue was. I was frozen in time. <laughs> it was frozen in time. But you're forgetting our queen of the hard front wig, Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah. With those eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. But oh I do, I mean, we God. should say they did that on purpose. Like, yes. they wanted him to look like a freak show. Yes. And he did. And he yes. is not afraid no. to be ugly and weird. So yeah, he'll go there. And uh, boy, yeah. did he They're ever. like, are you a white male actor? You're hired. Like, it's so, like everybody... <laughs> From this time period and above and beyond is yeah. in this. Just even big character actors you'll recognize from like like Asner. Asner. There's this other yeah. guy, Gary Gubby or something. They're real southern. The guy who actually yeah. had a southern name. Wing Knight. Wing Knight. He's getting around. Oh like my he's God. just like, do you need a fat character guy? Well, I'm move there. over, John Candy, because yeah. I am plausible. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's good. Apparently, John Candy was cast because he very much physically resembled that man. Really? But yeah. he was very nervous to be in that movie because Uncle Buck don't know how to interact <laughs> with oh, all I of these the actors. But he tried. I mean, it was yeah. stupid. But he, he did his best, and I laughed. Yeah. But only because it was John Candy. That's the thing. I was like, oh, yeah. John Candy's here. <laughs> I'm no longer watching JFK and watching John Candy in a diner. Get it all wrong, sucker, daddy. Oh, what are you trying to say? You're tripping me up. I'm like, what the hell? He needed like a beat drop while he was talking. Really? I was like, this is a little too Some like oversized cigar and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the sunglasses. So oh, he's like, I could have been the Blues Brothers, but I'm not. I'm in this. You're like, oh my God. So, so Kevin Costner's playing a real lawyer who three years after the Kennedy assassination decided to have a trial against one person who might be involved in this. The district attorney. The attorney, yeah, to yeah. try to sort of shuffle, like using this one linchpin yes. to sort of shuffle people's opinion and saying, hey, everything about this is not correct. Yeah. Like everything we've been told about the, the killer who was immediately killed... We had too much information on him immediately. Like, it's it's just things come spiraling out and out. And the more they investigate, the more trouble they get into. Yes. They can't get the materials that they always get. 
Yeah. Like they ask for, and everything's like, no, no it's sealed, sealed. Everything yeah. is sealed, and it's only been three years. Yeah. So it's it's very unusual. It is, and so many of the um, interrogation notes from Lee Harvey Oswald and a bunch of other people who were arrested that day just don't exist. Burned. They there. They're literally um, destroyed. Yeah. 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 So he yeah starts noticing little loopholes, little things that don't quite add up, and then when you start putting the pieces together, starts realizing, oh. This goes way farther up than I anticipated. Yeah. And it just unravels. Yeah, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like, how much was was blocked from being investigated at the autopsy? Like, they kept going, that's enough. Like, there was government yeah. in the autopsy trying yeah. to stop the guy yeah. from actually looking into, like, the wounds and, like, what happened to his brain and, like, all this weird shit. They wouldn't let them do the autopsy in Texas. They had to take the body back to D.C., um, and, and it shouldn't have been moved. No. God, so something could have happened so to it. So compromising, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's so many military um, personnel in the room who are kind of running the autopsy. The doc, There's no doctor running their autopsy. It's like... They're just telling the, you know, them what to do. Yeah. And when to stop. Yeah. And then you find out, like, there wasn't the kind of service and protection that there would have been on a day like this because they just decided not to... The route was changed. The car slows down for some reason instead of speeding up when the yeah. shooting starts. Like they're like, why did he almost stop? There's so there's everything about it is weird. And then to 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 end up, of course, you get start getting into the whole thing where where did the shots actually come from? That's uh, I mean, like the whole magic bullet theory. Is, it's chilling. Yeah, yeah. How they say there were three shots total from one gunman. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's an impossible. impossible shot. A single bullet now has to account for the remaining seven wounds in Kennedy and Conley. But rather than admit to a conspiracy or investigate further, the Warren Commission chose to endorse the theory put forth by an ambitious junior counselor, Arlen Specter. We've come to know it as the magic bullet theory. The magic bullet enters the president's back, headed downward at an angle of 17 degrees. It then moves upwards in order to leave Kennedy's body from the front of his neck where it waits 1.6 seconds, presumably in midair, where it turns right, then left, and continues into Conley's body at the rear of his right armpit. The bullet then heads downward at an angle of 27 degrees, shattering Conley's fifth rib and exiting from the right side of his chest. The bullet then turns right and re-enters Conley's body at his right wrist, shattering the radius bone. The bullet then exits Conley's wrist, makes a dramatic U-turn, and buries itself into Conley's left thigh. That's some bullet. Where do you think the movie succeeds? And where do you think it fails? I think it succeeds in what it... What, I think what Stone... I mean, Stone... I'm going to say from my point of view, can be very pretentious. And this is no exception. And he's like, I'm going to teach you, the audience, facts that you don't know. But in this case, I think he... Did. Like, I mean, this movie caused a splash and like people were super pissed too. Like he got, you know, he got death yeah. threats and all of yeah. this shit. Right. But what it did was even if you'd heard this theory, I mean, lots of people had heard this theory with the magic bullet. It doesn't make sense, but people hadn't seen it so decisively illustrated and everything. It's like, here's everything wrong with what you've been told happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think he did well. Did he need three hours and five minutes? Three I'm not, and a half hours. If, yeah, it, I mean, this thing is Titanic, okay? Like, God. yeah. It is a lot. It's and it, a I mean, there's some performance issues here. Yes. 
I think. Um, there's, there's some weird, weird cats. Sorry, we're talking about what succeeded. I think that's how it succeeds yes. the most. Yeah. Um, Where do you think it fails? Yeah. yeah. So we've yeah. got casting problems. We've got very questionable portrayals of, like, homosexuals and stuff like that. <laughs> He's, like, nodding emphatically. But what's so, what was so funny to me about the Tommy Lee Jones... So here's Tommy Lee Jones, of all people, with a fucking perm. Yeah. Playing, trying to play this gay guy who's into some shady shit. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is, is they described him as, like, actually, like, that's sort of a... It's a well-known secret, but you wouldn't know. Like, this guy will go fishing with you. Tommy Lee's acting like a fucking prissy, sissy, face-slapping. Like, you just want to be like, guy, like, relax. He has no bones in his wrist. He shouldn't, so limp. He shouldn't like... be playing this. It should be someone with some subtlety. Like, I'm like, replace Donald Sutherland with all of these actors. (laughs) That guy's awesome. (laughs) Like, somebody like that should have been doing it, where it's just like, I don't... He also was acting like a psychopath right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to feel like the wife, where she's like, why are you picking on him? It's because he's gay and blah. And you never thought he was a good guy. No, no. He's projecting from the moment he steps on the screen that he's He's, a bad man. Yeah, not only am I a perv, but yeah. I'm super fucking shady. Yeah. It's just like, well, then obviously you are. Yeah. Like, what? See, Kevin Bacon, I thought was great. It was great. Yeah, I was a little worried because I was like, oh, here comes Kevin Bacon. He's going to swish around. <laughs> and like, he, and was he was supposed to be gay, but he didn't play high on gay. Yes. Like, that wasn't the characteristic of yes. his character. It was just, which is, that's what people are like. No person <laughs> is like Tommy Lee. And then especially when you describe him as the exact opposite, yeah. that it's hard to know. Yeah. And he's just like, here's my hanky. I'm a southern <laughs> gentleman. You're like, the fuck are you doing? Good God, man. Yeah, it's way over. Especially since a lot of other people are very realistic. Mm-hmm. He seems out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say... Yeah, the, I would agree. The movie succeeds in illuminating a lot about the conspiracy that I didn't know. Yeah. I would say it fails in the entire storyline with his family. I could give a shit. You could cut that, that was, whole thing. Yeah, it was so pigeonholed. Poor like, sissy. Not pigeonholed. Shoehorned. I know. She's so good. And the whole oh, time gosh, I was like, horrible. I don't want you here. Like, it, it's you're, this character is bad. You don't care about your family the whole yeah. time. It's like, let's do some editing. We could lose a full hour off this movie. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And that is where you'd start. Like, that's it's just not important. It doesn't serve anything. No. And then you get... Where... Okay, I learned a lot, but the first quarter to a third of it... It's a lot. Do you like talking? Do you, Do you like, like Martin Sheen talking at you really quickly and just? I kind of like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I I found it so dry, like it really yeah. was. It it was like a Ken Burns sixteen hour documentary. Totally. I was like, thank God I watched the Vietnam War because <laughs> I know what they're talking about. I have no idea. But um, I did like Harry Oldman. He was really good. Yeah. He was really good. But yeah, I, I know it was it was, it was drawn out. It was all over the place. Yeah. Like, and I get that. It, it, I, I think probably what he was trying to go for is how an investigation goes. You're, you've got this huge cloud in front of you, information, you just have to pull and see, okay, throw things at the wall, see what sticks. And that's, that, that is what it felt like. Like, there's just so many, juggling so many balls in the air. Yes. And then trying to see what he can actually use to disrupt the system. 
it was a lot. Yeah. It was, and I feel like it could have been more focused. Yeah, I think it could have been a little streamlined, yeah. especially his timeline. I mean, I yeah, it did take me till almost the end of it to start to put it all together. You know what I mean? Oh, but I just sort of yeah. went with it. I was like, okay, like, cause I, I felt like where they were going is we're going to set up the perfect suspect for this. Yes. It's perfect. Absolutely. Like, and, and building him up as this weird loner and all of this stuff. And like, yeah. all of like, like the Russian connection is going to make him look like a commie and they were gonna do this and, and, and it, that the government had built this guy to be this, like it, it was, it was very complicated. It, was. And it is a complicated idea. And who knows how much of it is true. I mean, we know a yeah. lot of his background at this point, but who knows how much of it was true. What we do know is he was killed real damn quick. And he was why wasn't with he the being protected? Within hours. That's right. The whole, the whole timeline of him going from work to the theater where he's arrested is so fascinating. And the witnesses that were just never interviewed. Yeah. Notes that were never taken. And I tried to do a bit of research to see how much of this is actually true how much Oliver Stone made up um it's it's hard to know because there's yeah. so many different accounts well what they're doing too is they're filling in blanks where stuff has literally they're like well you threw that shit away so I'm gonna say that this is what happened and that's what like people got all up you're making stuff up it's like well maybe you shouldn't have burnt the fucking evidence like we may be able to figure out a little bit of what happened in like 70 years from now but I'm probably not going to be alive by then. Like well, at the end of the movie, he said that the the papers are being released in 2029. I looked online and it said 2021, October 2021 is when okay. they're being like opened for. But of course, they could always. Well, yeah, and how much is left? Push that back. What's even yeah. left? Yeah. Right. So that's. Is this a conspiracy you believe? You're inclined. Well, you said before that I am inclined, but I don't know if I believe it's exactly what's happening no. right here. But yes, I think what was happened was covered up, yeah. because this was too perfect. They didn't protect Oswald, and he was immediately assassinated. Per boom, clean, all so clean. done, and the and because the American public wasn't used to being lied to, they just swallowed it. Yeah, what really tipped it over the edge for me because again there it's it's always been up in the air like there's just something not right about it because again there's too many loose ends too many yeah. strange coincidences that just lined up too perfectly for this whole thing and i knew a bit about the magic bullet theory but it was when donald sutherland came in and his whole thing about the secret service and how everything was just entirely undermined in terms of protection for that day yeah, and they got rid of him, yeah, sent him yeah, to fucking South, South Pole or something. He tried to steal that. I was like, he should have been fucking Kevin Costner in this. Yeah. But I mean, Donald Sutherland's never going to get that part. He's so good. But he, and I mean, imagine having a 20-minute monologue in a movie. In a movie where you're just like, scene. time's ticking by. And yeah. this is the only chance I have to make an impression. He had more of a character than Tommy Lee. And he's just there, boom. And then he's like, well, good luck. Because he's like, oh, you're going to come and testify? And he's like, no, bitch, I'm not. not. It's not going to do any good. But he says, you're closer than you think. Yeah, yeah. That's when the movie really started to pick up. Yeah. Because it it is, it it really wanders for a long time. And 
I think a lot of people would like that. I think a lot of people who are historians or academics, they're probably really going to love that sort of like maze that they have to go through before they actually get to the center. Um, but for a dum-dum like me, that's really when I was like, oh yeah, this is getting good. Yeah, it's when you start getting some actual tea. Like you're yeah. like, here's somebody that was there and they're like, no, Something tangible. You're, you're right. Like, yeah. here's what happened on that day and blah, blah, blah. And that before it's been speculating or yeah. listening to the man on the street or the woman on the street. Who, who knows, you know, you've just got to put them all together and try to make something out of it. But yeah. this guy knows exactly what's going on. It's yeah. like a deep throat. Yes. Total yeah. Mark Felt. Yeah. 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 Anything else you want to, you want to say on JFK before we, we move it right along? I think it's probably worth sitting through one time. Yeah. Yeah. I also just wanted to do a tiny shout out yes. because you're, you weren't a Seinfeld watcher. It's one I definitely want to go back and do. But there's one iconic Seinfeld sequence that they did in direct response to this film with Wayne Knight, because Wayne Knight was Newman. Newman. Hello, Newman. I'll show you the clip when we're on a break. Okay. Um, But it's basically about the second spitter. There had to be a second spitter. If anybody watches Seinfeld, you'll know immediately, because I had to pause the courtroom scene when Costner started going back and to the left, back and to the left, because they, that's all I could think really? of was Seinfeld. Oh my God, It was that's genius. Great. That's so funny. The only thing that wasn't genius about it is Seinfeld could never get through these things without smiling, because he's the worst actor yes. ever born. But yes. the other three oh are solid, that are, that are there. It's Wayne Knight, um, Michael, the Kramer guy, who right. ended up being a monstrous racist Oops. and elaine oh, julia and it's so good but i'm like they've they've usurped that scene because if anybody's sure. is a fan of that show that's all you that's what you're gonna do you're watching sure. yeah and the fact that it's wayne knight right that he's yeah. like demonstrating it on so good that's that's funny yeah it's too bad but that's very funny it's yeah they deserve it it's fine the movie still holds up it's not it's not ruined by that no it makes it more fun so uh yeah i would definitely recommend it at least once one time you don't have to i I, I, do 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 some some, crack (laughs) yeah yeah you know a little bit of adderall to help you just take it all in take some notes yeah to help yourself um yeah, it's a it's a it's a getting to know information. Yes, yes. It's Oliver Stone. All right. Thanks, JFK. Thanks, girl. Thanks, girl, and sorry. Speaking of pretentious directors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Oh god. So this movie is called Room Two Thirty Seven. The poster that came out in Europe at least in England, I believe, before the movie was released in Europe, said um, the wave of terror that swept across America. Um, And Kubrick controlled the posters very carefully. Now, um, it it, it made you do a double take. I remember seeing it in Europe. I was the Rome bureau chief at the time for ABC News. And I remember looking, I said, the wave of terror that swept across America, what's he talking about? And you'd sort of think that it was, he was talking about the, the impact of the book The Shining? Maybe. The impact of the movie that had just opened over there? Maybe. Didn't quite fit. The wave of terror that swept across America from Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon 
was the genocidal armies and the, the white men with their axe clearing it all and uh, bringing in extractive industries, among many other good things as well. But that was the wave of terror that swept across America, terrifying, of course, the American Indians. And it's really a, a documentary, <laughs> I said, with a question mark. It's maybe a high school film project? It's, yeah, it's not, it's not a documentary that was really, like hugely researched to me except by these like weird people no not researched well researched by watching a film a hundred times till you feel sick and you don't know who you are anymore but not like it's not scholarly research <laughs> no 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 it's uh certainly not that and what year is this do you 2012. know 2012 right right recent. right okay so oh, dear it's directed by rodney asher and Room 237, it pitches itself as conspiracy theories around The Shining. I just want to list through quickly some of the conspiracy theories that mm -hmm. are brought up. So, yeah, it's somehow a, um, a, a metaphor for the genocide of American Indians. Again, that's brought up in the movie. The imagery is there. It's talked about. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy theory. Um, that uh, it's representative of the Minotaur in a labyrinth. Um, that there's something about sexualized demons, and they're all coming on to Jack, and they are the ones that like corrupt him. It it really comes by quickly. Like they just they throw a lot out. Yeah, in but see, movie. they're getting that from the evil that's in that room that do come on to him. But that's, but that's not what again, the about. it's well, it's, yeah, it's not completely what it's about. But it's that's about what they're, they're putting forward. They are, like, yeah. This is the thesis they're, of the movie. They're putting all kinds of theses oh forward. That's the that's the confusing part. Um, that it's representative of the Holocaust, which I have a lot of problems with. The metaphor for Kubrick's feelings about staging the moon landing—it's like his apology for. Staging yeah, it's some landing. real problems with that. That to me was some bullshit. Oh my god! Yeah. Like the amount of reaching that guy did. Okay, if you look at the room key, it says "room no." What are the only two words that you can do with the only capitalized letters in there? Moon room. It's the moon room. Everything and the kid's wearing the rocket sweater, and he shits his pants like he's just like. That's, That's it. what I, I knew. I was right. I knew I was right. And I'm I like, knew I was onto it. The amount of times I was like. And I knew, I knew I was onto something when I saw that skiing poster, but I saw a minotaur. And then on the other side, there's a poster of a cowboy, and I thought, there it is. It's standing <laughs> talking to me. Nobody knows, oh, who, yeah, nobody wow. knows what you're talking about. No. These are the same people who think Paul McCartney's dead. Yes. Like, that's honestly what I, th I'm just like, guys, it, you're, it's going further out to see here. This is that kind of tinfoil hatty, just wild. Yeah. Theories of, of people, I think, I'm guessing maybe what happened is they saw the movie, they love Kubrick, and maybe they didn't get it. Because there's a lot about The Shining that is strange. Or they were upset that they didn't like it that much. And That's so what I think happened. they keep going right. back to it. This has try. to be a masterpiece. Yeah, I'm missing something. Because, of course, it can't be him. It's got to be me. And then they just convinced themselves over so many viewings Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. How did I see that before? Of course he did that. He's a genius. He's the best man that's ever lived and the greatest filmmaker to ever grace our time. It's tough. It's in tough. a way. Yeah. It's tough. I, I think it's a very interesting view of obsessive personality types. I think it's a really interesting study of people who get so sucked in and obsessed with something that 
they dedicate a absurd amount of time to it and will convince themselves of things that absolutely aren't there just because they get so deep into that rabbit hole. I mean, I'm kind of relieved to hear you say that because I, I mean, I definitely had some, some trouble, but I also wanted to work. I, I wanted, I didn't want to just shut down because I tend to do that and just be like, these people are fools because they're, they're not. No. First, well, some of them are, but they're, they're, the, the problem is to me is that the, the ideas that hold the most weight in this are not new ideas, okay? Like that, the whole thing they get into with the native bloodbath, it's on it. Yeah, it's built on a native, like, gr like graveyard. Like, it's just like, guys. This is in, built in the movie. This is in the movie. Yeah. Like, everybody has talked about this before, but I, I have a bit of issue with. I don't think they mean to do this, but I'm just like, what I'm getting from you is that this movie doesn't stand on its own. Like, why? Because, you know, I have to say, full T, I don't love The Shining. Sure. And they start with like, I thought that way too. And then I kept looking at it and I realized it's an artistic masterpiece. And I'm like, hold the phone. Stop comparing this to 2001, first of all, because it's not. It's not that. The yeah. movie is almost flawless. This has flaws. It's yes. not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not Kubrick's greatest masterpiece. And there are problems in it. And I almost feel like they're trying to use these theories, some of which have some weight to them, like the native thing, even the Holocaust thing. I might be able to go with that a little bit. But it's also like everyone looks at a piece of art and sees a different thing. So why are you so heavily like trying to install your ideas of what I should see when I watch this you're saying that I can't just see it and pick out what's good about it that's what I didn't really because they're so like I felt like first of all they were licking Kubert's asshole like oh non-stop oh. <laughs> I agree like he's gifted I'm not saying yes. he's not yeah. but they're just like what he would do and I'm like The Shining first of all I could never watch that movie a hundred times I'd be so bored the Shining doesn't have a great through narrative. What it, people forget is it has very dull parts and then parts that you remember forever because it's terrifying. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't hang together that great. It's and I slow mean, paced. keep in mind, King yeah. fucking hates the fucking thing. Cause it's, yeah. so, but I mean, Cause he, it's not, it's book. not the book. But I mean, to me, watching it, I don't really mind rewriting the book. It's like, hey, yeah. do what you want. Yeah. I think there's casting issues. I mean, Jack is a psychopath right off the top, so there's no transformation. Yeah, because he's yeah. a very scary man, and he makes himself scary. He's a douchebag. Yeah, Shelley, I can't take that. The kid. It does his best, but he's not the best child actor in the he's world, that's fine. for sure either. He's okay, yeah. but he has very important stuff to do. Yeah. Um, so there there are real problems with it, and I didn't like how they didn't even touch. Like, they weren't like, you know, keep in mind, there are issues, but then, more importantly, I saw this about it. It was all, this is the greatest masterpiece of all time. And here's exactly why. Yeah. And there are, yeah, you know, when you look at something like that, and it is so different from the book, you got to wonder, okay, well, yeah, maybe he is. Like, why? Why, why, why? Maybe he's just telling a different story. Maybe he wasn't interested in fully telling Stephen King's book. Maybe it's not that 
there was a crushed red Volkswagen, and that's saying a fuck you to Stephen King because he's making his own movie. Like, wow. That's a lot. I, I understand what you're saying. The, the representation of the Holocaust could be interesting if you took a huge travesty and put it on a small scale. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Because I think what it is that I, I can see it possibly, and I'm saying possibly, yeah. is that with the Native thing, it goes into this whole, like, this white family comes in and they're going to destroy the place. <laughs> That's sort of a theme I get about sure. it. Especially the man. Yeah. Is a destructive terrible bloody force yeah so from that you could think of a holocaust mm -hmm. you could think of a native holocaust and that there are droplets of that through there but i don't i think that's to help jack's timeline not for his thing to help those greater narratives yes yeah. that's the problem here they're yeah. they're just they're out of whack for what is important yeah for this film there's a lot of, there's something, and we'll talk about in the last movie, that, that will go back to this, about people starting from their conclusion and then working backwards to try and find the evidence. Yeah. There are some really interesting things brought up, like how the, the layout of the hotel is impossible. That's really cool. Yeah, but again, that's, but, I think that's fairly evident. When you, the more, the, when you get into the movie, you start going, holy shit, it's surreal. Like, yeah. the place is a dream. It's a dreamscape. But they bring it up. Like a million times yeah like it's yeah it, it means a, a myriad of things yeah but it's, it's not indicative of any one of your theories but it's, it's always brought up like it's it, it's it's bizarre you can take long. whatever you want from it exactly. like when i used to watch it as a teenager all it said to me was this place is alive like yes. look, it's yes. changing like an organic yeah. being and I think that's, like, I mean, maybe it is more than that, but it's just like, yeah, they're they're looking for stuff that's almost ruining the movie in a way. That's what the real shame is to yeah. me, is that, you know, some of this stuff, it's just like, I don't want to be thinking about the fucking moon landing when I'm watching the kid running from the dad. Like, you're wrecking the movie It's with your yeah. <laughs> weird point of view. Yeah. But the whole thing of, like, if you play it backwards, if you play oh. it and superimpose it, playing it backwards at the same time. It's like, yeah, I'm sure any movie that you do that to is going to have some crazy shit that happens. That's some white hippie nonsense it's, right there. That's some 60s, yeah. let's play this Led Zeppelin record back to front yeah. shit. Well, over the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. so unoriginal. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, a, the movie's almost a parody of itself. Like, it, it's so close to being a parody about conspiracy theories. Yeah. Because it, it, I sort of thought that about the other documentary, too. Yeah. I was like, this is a role for Ricky Gervais right here. Oh, that, yeah, he would kill that. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. So, anything else? You, yeah, I, I don't know if I would recommend this. Um, I think it's it's not a great, it's not a good movie. It's a really interesting look at, like, diehard film nerds. Um, it's Comic-Con Concentrate. Yes. Like, the yeah. craziest people at Comic-Con times ten. Yeah. But it's not going to help you understand The Shining. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's just going to confuse you. Yeah. You'd be better off like getting a, a book about Kubrick and reading that yeah. than you are going to be watching this. So yeah. I can't recommend it either. No, no. I mean, I'm glad I saw it because it was nuts. Nuts. No. <laughs> it was the opposite of JSKFK. It made me feel <laughs> yes. like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> I'm very smart woman. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> 
You know what also made me feel smart? Our next movie. Oh. <laughs> putting myself back under the dumb line, I suggested this as a fictional conspiracy. Yeah. And it, it's huge. Like Huge. I went online. There are thousands of like homemade and media-made documentaries about what does it really mean? What's behind the code? Yeah. And since then, like it, it's one of the best-selling books of all time. The movie did extremely well at the box office. Um, and posit some interesting ideas. Yeah, some of the concepts aren't terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh... come on. <laughs> uh, so what are we talking about? 2006, The Da Vinci Code. Wait, please. You're saying the Holy Grail is a person, a woman? And it turns out she makes an appearance right there. But they're all men. Are they? What about that figure on the right hand of our Lord, seated in the place of honor? Hmm? Flowing red hair, folded feminine hands, hint of a bosom, no? Incroyable. It's called Scottoma. The mind sees what it chooses to see. Who is she? My dear, that's Mary Magdalene. The prostitute? She was no such thing. Smeared by the church in 591 Anno Domino. Mary Magdalene was Jesus' wife. $125 million on this thing. I, which had to be for travel. Over oh, uh, oh, for is that the the budget? Yeah. Oh Jesus. That's the budget for this. Lord. Okay. We've got uh, Ron Howard, which is like Ron Howard is like the pleated jeans of directing. Yeah. Like they don't look bad on everybody, but you're getting that style. It's gonna be basic as, as fuck. Yeah. 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 You know what you're getting with Ron Howard. Yeah. Tom Hanks, Audrey Tateau, the Saint Amelie girl. Look out. Um, Ian McKellen. Thank God. John Rousseau. Paul Bettany. Keeping me damn entertained, I have to say. <laughs> like, that was probably my favorite thing in the movie. Doing his best albino Freddie Redmayne. Yeah, I'm and, nuts. Uh, yeah, and Alfred Molina. That's right. We so... don't really have to go over the premise of the Da Vinci no. Code. You know it or you don't. <laughs> you're interested or you're not. I think they thought... Do you remember... The, who was the guy that wrote... All Tom Clancy. Yeah. You're like the bill. That this like Tom Clancy's written a book about lawyers. Who would have thought? Yeah. I sort of thought this Oh, do you mean John Grisham? Grisham. Yeah. Grisham. Yeah. Who's this? Dan Dan Brown. So I sort of thought because there was a huge Grisham wave in the late love John Grisham. Yeah. And I sort of thought this is gonna be like that. Sure. But unfortunately now I've never read the book, so I'm not I'm talking about the film, not the book. But I think that taking these kinds of series books to this kind of higher concept makes it a little too basic to get away with like a two and a half hour action movie yeah because you really see the holes more than you see with like a lawyer intrigue which is very earthly tom cruise running from bullets yeah you know what i mean this you're like oh there's a lot of problems here and the more stuff you know the more problematic it is. Yes. That, at least that's what I found for me. Yeah. Um, so what do you think went well? Um, I think whenever Ian McKellen's on screen, it goes well. 
I really do. And it's not just because it's him. I think the pace picks up. Sure. It, um, the, I mean, he's, he just elevates the other actor's performances. Sorry, Tom Hanks. This is not your best work. No, it's not. It's pretty. It's, it's surprising. He's not the one. No, no. He was not the one. But also, I mean, what kind of character is this? There's no characteristic. There's, not, neither of them have any, like... That bullshit about him being afraid to be in elevators and stuff, that was the character. They were just like, He's make him do him. this so that he has a character. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. There's there's nothing there. And, you know, the, the book isn't much better. I think Sophie has some more discernible characteristics. But with any written text, you're going to get that because they can write whatever they want. You just... On screen, you, you get what you get. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these two, unfortunately, they, they they don't bring anything. That is a low energy couple oh, of action stars, wow. right? They're like, take it easy. I'm just gonna slightly, softly talk. It's a thriller, but take it easy. Don't stress. Don't. <laughs> let's all calm down. All right, let's take it easy. Yeah. Let's take this out, yeah. put in big, yeah. and have a good time. You know what? And then Ian McKellen gets on. He's like, okay, let's get to it. Okay, kids. And he, you know. Wakey, wakey. Yeah, that's that's when um, he really, I think Ron really, like, picks up the pace. Things get interesting, you know, when they first go to his house. Things really start coming into play. Are these theories bullshit? Yes. But they're interesting. And I think they're, they're in that scene in particular, they're well um, uh, laid out. Yeah. In an in a interesting way, they really spoon-feed it to you, but I found it at least compelling. Okay. The Where it fails, I would say, are the first the first third of the movie, where the pacing is fucking wild. It's a snooze. Oh yeah. my god, there's a car chase that is the most boring thing <laughs> I've ever seen in a smart car. <laughs> Sorry, girl. What? Ron. And then... Yeah. It's, it just, it doesn't build that intrigue well enough. Like, I feel like it's poorly edited. Maybe that, like the, like, definitely maybe that. It, yeah, it's the, don't get me wrong. I mean, these two are just not in the pocket. You know what I mean? They're just like, <laughs> eh, making millions of dollars, just taking it slow. But I feel like the cuts could have helped, especially in scenes like where they're, they're trapped in that truck. I was like, cut, cut, move somewhere else. It was like, I'm going to give you a weird head massage while we're getting kidnapped by a terrorist. And you're like, the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Poor yeah. Audrey. I really felt for Audrey. I, I thought that was I a thankless part. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's, there's nothing there until the very end when she's supposed to be the most like important person in all of Christianity. Yeah, it's like if Dogma was a bad movie. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, yeah. I wish I was watching Dogma right now, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, I also feel like the, I don't know if they show too much or not enough with like the Priory and um, the, uh, oh God, what's the other, oh, the um, Opus Dei. They either don't keep it a secret enough until it's, like, broken open. They don't leave the breadcrumb trail well. Like, it's just really poorly, for a conspiracy thriller, 
really poorly. Well, you kind of know yeah. everything right away. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's no feeling of danger. Like, first danger, of all, no. I never felt like John R Reno was going to actually arrest him, even though they said that's what he was going to do. And then when he and Tato are sneaking around, and she literally, and they're, the police are surrounding the fucking museum. And she's like, I'm just going to take a moment here with my dead granddad that I was estranged from. And you're like, no, you have no time. Maybe not the time. Maybe not the time. Maybe. And they do. They stand around and it's long. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this ever going to be over? <laughs> is this the whole movie? Is this the whole movie? <laughs> do they figure it out in the museum? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Tom's like, I'm wearing a wig. This what? is all character right here. <laughs> What about you, succeed and fail? I thought that the the initial concept wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is it's based on stuff that's been stirring in a pot for years. Like yeah. he's just taken all of these ideas and made something up, yeah. which is fair enough. Mm -hmm. However, I just wished story-wise, I because I'm obsessed with like antiquities and even stuff to do with the bible even though i'm not i'm like agnostic i'm mm -hmm. not but i really wanted it to go further and i was just like that ending really disappointed me because what i thought stupidly because the whole movie avoids this like the plague they get into this and also i was just like i wanted a better reveal with like there's still templar knights now it's a big secret no, it's just a weird family gathering at the church. Like, it didn't make any sense. They all just live in, like, a two-mile radius and can show up. And also, the Templars weren't the only, like, crusading no. night. Like, uh, the Templars are the ones people have heard of. That's why he did that, which is fine. There are more in the books. Like, they do go further yeah. into that in the books. But, but really. I really didn't like... Like, I thought it would end, and they'd be like, well, we'll never know what happened to her, and that's the end. And at the end, I wanted to see him in, like, outside Palestine somewhere. Do you know what I mean? But no, she wouldn't be in one of those unpleasant countries. She'd be in the Louvre for some reason. I was like, what? No, that's where we started. She's not there. <laughs> no, she She's is. not there. No, she is. Why would she be there? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I wanted to be in like a weird hidden cave under traffic, like outside Palestinian border somewhere. Yeah, why would she be? And I, I would have liked the danger of, like, a, a maybe up-in-the-air, like, stability-type place. Sure. Because that makes it more, you know, more concerning about where she is. And, like, is this going to be blown up? Will it, like, I mean, and maybe you say that's not very politically correct to do. But was this? Why would she be there? Like, I guess they're saying, well, the, the Templars brought her back and it was Christian. But that goes into our whole, like, problem with the Crusades and everything, which they also didn't get into. No. Like, the whole point of the Crusades was crushing Islam. Yes. Like, let's just crush Islam. Yeah. I get it. The movie's not about that. But also, the last remnant of our, you know, who we think of as this god is this white French lady okay, it's been 2,000 years, I get, whatever, but why in the flashback to Magdalene getting buried is she fucking white, I too? Know, I know, I know. Ah! Uh, uh, <laughs> so a, I yeah. got really pissed off with that. In some ways, it's just the Western way of yes. thinking about Christianity. In another way, maybe Ron Howard was scared about pissing off christians more than Bingo. he was going to it's interesting like i think it's it's just old enough because i think now even quite religious people would probably say like oh yeah there's a like i mean they know where they're from 
Some, I mean... They know where they're from. I. But would it be worth... I, I don't no, know. No, 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 absolutely. I, I, think, any, I think it would be make it more real. Yeah, with any filmmaker with integrity today would definitely do that. Like, it, it, that's, I mean, that's just one of the little things. I My more concern was just how it ended and what, I, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. That she's in, like, I, I think it's, it's maybe saying like, oh, that they're so involved still today that they were able to get her in the Louvre and underground and no one knows but yeah. see, like some people do know and so that means that they're connected to like the government or whatever and it's, it's conspiracy to be, yeah it's supposed yeah. to be like oh this web goes bigger than you thought it did yeah but it's uh yeah it, it's it's like this swelling of like Hans Zimmer music and you're supposed to be like oh my god there she is yeah I felt like it was supposed to be like this tearful ending and I was not shedding a tear I was just like what what yeah. come on yeah um anything else about uh, dvc no <laughs> i was very no. disappointed yeah but i can't wait to watch those two sequels i can only oh, imagine yeah how good they are especially isn't one of them just based off nothing um, are they all based off they're all books? based off books okay yeah and then when i so i completely blocked out that i have read like four of his books oh shit <laughs> Because I read the Da Vinci Code and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I read Angels and Demons and I was like, okay. And then I read the something what? called Deception Point and I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I read Digital Fortress and I was like, I'm done. Oh. Every book is structured in the exact same way. Yeah, that's the lawyer ones were like that too. Y yes. I, I, yeah, yeah. But this is about uh, religion and shit. When and I was that like 10, is. I I like John Grisham too. But yeah, you're right. There is a formula. Oh, totally. To... But again, it's easier to make an action film out of lawyers and shit than it is about this stuff. This yeah. is challenging. Yeah. Isn't one of the... So, oh, the Inferno. That's the other That's one. That's the other. I think it's his most like recent book. It's the Seven Layers of Hell, but why are they rearranged? I'm like, no, what? I've seen are enough. Are you serious? I watched the... Oh. When this was done, I was like, I'm watching the trailers of these other two. And the, the Angels and Demons, I was like, don't really know what's going on. Ewan McGregor being a priest. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and then the last one, I was like, huh? Like, it Listen was so, it so good. Oh, wow. This is based on the Seven Layers of Hell, but why are the rings rearranged? What's going on? Dun, I'm like, dun. yes. So it promises to be just as good. Oh, yeah. Or better. All right, let's get into the last one here. Oh, my God. The final stretch. This one I'm very excited to talk about. Back in my day, we called this white noise. Come on. It's nuts. It's something that I... I was like drunk at my <laughs> boyfriend's cousin's wedding. Cousins, half sisters, sleepovers. Backyard wedding. Yeah. Absolutely. And I got talking to his sister about conspiracy theories. And I was like, I just don't understand how anyone can say with a straight face and like solid logic in their heart and mind that the earth is flat. And she said, have you seen Behind the Curve? So where are you right now? You think you're in a globe spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. That globe is spinning around the sun at 60,000 plus miles an hour. That solar system 
is flying sideways through the galaxy at half a million miles an hour, and that galaxy is going through the rest of the universe at millions of miles an hour, and you feel nothing. In reality, you are actually in a giant planetarium slash terrarium slash soundstage slash Hollywood backlot that is so big that you and everyone you know and everyone you've ever known never figured it out. It's a 2018 documentary directed by Daniel J. Clark. And it's about flat earthers. It starts about being about flat earthers. Um, and it really focuses on this guy, Mark Sargent, who is, he, he says to quote, I'm not the father of flat earth, which should tell you a lot about what you need to know about Mark Sargent and his uh, partner in crime, Patricia Steer. And then there's also a lot of other uh, flat earthers that we joyously get introduced to throughout the next uh, hour and a half. <laughs> Succeed and fail. What do you think, Jerrica? Like, immediately I'm depressed. <laughs> immediately. Within moments of this starting, I'm just like, I want to cut my wrists. It's tough. Like, I, this was the hardest thing to sit through for really? me. I almost thought I wasn't going to make it. Really? Um, it instilled feelings of rage. And just, like, we've all been embarrassed to be white. But this is one of those times where you're just like, this is literally some white privileged nonsense of very stupid people, but they are male and white and they know they're right, even though they're fucking idiots. And if I thought I despised the guy, I despised the woman even more. I didn't feel sorry for them. Even at the end, I didn't feel sorry for them. I thought they had everything that they got coming to them, they got, and nothing will ever change them. It's like religious um, fervor. Mm -hmm. Nothing is going to change their mind. Even when they see the actual evidence, they're just like, no, reality is not right. It's not us that's not right. So it's really tough to get through. I mean, I even have a thing I wrote down. Five, four, three to and jesus like that was waiting and they're like oh well this is what's in the bible i was like there it is there it is there, there it is because many of these things go together yeah we know this yeah with this yeah. corona we've seen this on display oh my god yeah like if you hate wearing a mask and you're anti chances are you may be racist and chances are you may be bigoted because these are closed-minded syndromes yeah. of not being able to accept new information yeah yeah take it away okay there's a quote that I came across that I think is very apt. Flat earthers seem to have a very low standard of evidence for what they want to believe, but an impossibly high standard of evidence for what they don't want to believe. And that is on display so many times here. Now, it, it, this movie is so depressing. It's... It, and not because it's sad, it's because you see these people who are so in need of purpose validation that they will ascribe to a conspiracy theory with monumental amounts of evidence pointing against it 
solely to feel special and important. It's quite cult-like. It is. It is. And they have this flattered conference where they all gather and they sell their fucking weird merch. We're through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> yes. But what I what I was I was talking to Jerica briefly about before was that I find it an incredible examination of a modern conspiracy theorist and how the internet has shaped how conspiracy theories have changed from JFK to now. Where you can isolate yourself and just go online to the point where you encase yourself in a bubble of information that shields you from reality. Yes. And that is exactly what has happened to all these people. Now, I do feel a bit sorry for them. Because with Mark, there are moments where he's going around wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm Mark Sargent. He's giving a speech at the end of this Flat Earth conference to a room of maybe a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone claps, he goes, I love you too! I love you too! And like pointing to people. like it, yeah, it's, Speaking of thinking you're Tom Cruise, oh right? Oh my god, it's just... It is tragic. I'm tragic. gonna give you that. It is, it's rough. And it is hard to watch. I, I kept thinking of like the... Like I was like, this is Ricky Gervais. Like this can't this be real. This is just for This is totally. some kind of like absurdism. Especially the like... The shit the director does, which is genius. Like when he and that stupid woman are at NASA and he's like hitting this, he's like, nothing here works. And the camera just quietly goes to the start button that they've totally missed. That's huge. It's like this huge green button. But they nothing is said. I'm like, that's some genius shit. Like this director's having the time of his life right now. He, he's it, like, I'm going to get these guys. He's great. But he's not exploitative. No, it's not cruel, but he's no. not going to let them off the hook either. He, like, when they're acting like assholes at NASA, well, he the, makes it obvious that they are. The thing is, he doesn't need to make them look like idiots because they do it themselves. Exactly. Like, which is just, like, these tiny things that he's, like, these little hypocrisies that he's just going to... He's not going to, like, overtly state or point out to them. He's just going to let you know as the viewer... We see this too. That's what made me think it was. It's like there's this show that older now called People Like Us. Okay. That followed people. It was this fake documentary, yeah. British. And they do that the best. Yeah. That followed people around in their daily jobs, and of course, being British, they were all completely incompetent. <laughs> but it was it was just like this. Like this yeah. to me, it was terrifying. I was like, this can't be real. It can't be real. If this was a mockumentary. These people would get awards yes. for their performances, except it's real. It's real. You want to cr cry. And when you unfortunately Google, like, the guy who I can't stand the most is, is the guy who, oh, another amazing moment. He's the one who's, he's bouncing that ping pong ball and those hammers. He Here's got arrested earlier this year for, like, screaming at school children on a playground about how... The earth is flat. You can tell right away he's nuts and he is a bigot. But there's, there's the, oh yeah. Oh, he talks about like how transgenderism is yeah. part of the whole conspiracy theory. Like he, he just throws these things out. He's like, did you know dinosaurs are fake? Yeah. And it's these people who, it's, they, they just think that they know better than you. And it's this. Than everyone. Than everyone. And there's, there's an actual like 
psychological disorder called the Dun... Where, what is it? I wrote it down. They talk about it. Um, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, it's a cognitive bias where people think they're smarter than they really are. They don't have the self-awareness to yeah. recognize their own incompetence. And that is just rampant. In Check game. mark. Yeah. But this guy, this Nathan guy, the ping pongs, at the Flat Earth Conference, he takes a selfie with someone, and uh, they're like, oh, put it on Facebook. He's like, oh, yeah, later, I'm on a 30-day ban. Oh, I picked that up. <laughs> but I mean... Of course for, you are. God knows for what. Like, I, I can't think of the hate this guy's spewing. Well, even earlier, he's like, I kept getting kicked out of these Facebook groups, so I started my own. Yeah. Because yeah. you're a fucking white supremacist. Like, I'm... Yeah. They're, and they, I don't think they all are that extreme, but they all have the ability yeah. to go that extreme yeah. in their thinking. This woman, she's a weird nut, and she, she starts getting like some people think it was the Jews, and some and I'm like, lady. Wow. And yeah. then later she's crying because somebody thought she was like trans. She's like all these conspiracies against me, and I start thinking maybe I'm like that, but I know I'm not, and I'm like, I hate you, yeah. so close, and I'm just like, lady, sorry, but you know you can't. There's a reason people think you might be trans. You're full of work. She's worked on from her head to her toes. Yeah. That's why that rumor is around. Yeah. In fact, she's got more work than a lot of trans people. <laughs> yeah. Honest, but that's why they're saying that. Yeah. She's this skinny broad with huge tits and a worked on face. Yeah. It's just like, I'm sure a lot of women with that much work get that kind of comment. Just sh shake it off. I've gotten it. It's, it doesn't yeah. end your life. You just yeah. say, don't ask that. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, she, she's a real weirdo. Oh, she and her going along with this shit and sort of like... I was le weirdly leading this guy on. It's so bizarre. I know that it's weird so like, bizarre. relationship, but not. But she's like, I love him. Not romantically, not platonically, but because yeah. we're in a car. He does together. it too, but he's in love. He's in love. For sure. Yeah. And she's just like, he's kind of gross. It's so awkward. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it is. So awkward. It is so, like, you want it to be a performance because yeah. it's so good. Like, yeah. all the weird looks you get and everything. It's so Christopher Guest. It's, yeah. Something that you see a lot in science is imposter syndrome, which is a phenomenon where the more you know about a topic, the more you feel like you aren't actually an expert. You feel like you can't possibly be an authority on this. On the flip side, there's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a psychological uh, finding that people who don't have uh, knowledge or expertise about something tend to have a false confidence that they are, in fact, very knowledgeable about something. It becomes this tendency to assume that you have all the facts, that what you know is everything that there is to know. If you get online, you'll see pages and pages of so-called evidence that seems scientific, right? Here's an equation, here's a diagram, and you go, huh, you know, maybe they're onto something there. Then I feel like that's just as good as an opinion of a physicist or a consensus of, you know, 20 physicists. Now where this movie if it was just that, if it was just the conspiracy theorists... Horrifying. Uh, horrifying, and I probably wouldn't have watched it twice. Yeah. But what I love is that they then uh, interview scientists, and the whole time these conspiracy theorists are like, well, we're crushing science, because all they have is science. <laughs> we're crushing It's like, it. oh my god! Um, but they're like, he, this guy's like, Mark is talking about how he put this video on YouTube, and he he said, I'm, I was expecting the astrophysicists and astronomers to call me up and say, well, this is why you're wrong. No one did. They and don't they care about the you? They're like, 
We don't have time for that. No, We're doing science. But that's again his sense of ego. Oh, it's wild. Is it's wild. Beyond. Yeah. Like he thinks he's a player in this, where he is like a speck of dust, like not even. They just see him as a nut job. Yeah. If they don't know who he is. No. Except for the, the only th- I mean, I really thought it was fascinating, but I'm just like I don't know about what this is going to do to their brains to get the attention of getting a documentary made about them. Even they if it's even if it's bad. Well, no, but I mean, while it's happening, I'm like, what oh, is this doing to just, you mentally? Just, just like, look what we're doing. Yeah. One of the most devastating parts is when he reads that article. Oh. And he's so confident it's going to be. And the, I love that newspaper guy. He's like, I'm not a flat earther. I should get cards made up that say that. He tricked him. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's one of us. He's so stupid. Like, and they, they say the most dangerous thing about people like this is they're easily manipulated, which is obviously true. These people believe anything. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in the face of blatant facts, like there is this one guy who's, who's talking about trying to prove that there isn't a, a 15 degree drift to the earth. Cause he's like, if the earth makes a rotation That's once every 24 hours and there's, there should be a 15 degree drift. So they got this machine that tests it. Unfortunately, they found there's a 15 degree drift. Well, no matter what they did, well, it still seemed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, "Well, we, you know, we couldn't have that." So then we bought a twenty thousand dollar one. It's still the fifteen dollar, and we're like, we just couldn't accept that. We encased it in carbonite, and, and it's it still drift. So, and then he's at this meetup, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do because it keeps coming back with this drift, but we're gonna have to do something." He says it's worrying. It's worrying. And they talk about this, and this goes back to room 237, how these people, with with science, you start with a question, and then you knock away the question until you get the answer. Whether it's what you thought, whether you were right, whether you were wrong, you're just looking for an answer. But these people are starting with With the the answer. answer. And trying to find the question. It's the opposite of science. Exactly. There's something I appreciate when they have that meetup in the bar with the actual scientists. And he says, you're not going to shame anyone into realizing they're wrong like that never works and then that's how discourse on the internet happens all the time and that's probably why these people are so galvanized to think like they do because everybody's been telling them they're stupid oh, fucking idiot no it's not it's not flat like, well, every time they hear that they bristle a little bit and they just get more grounded in their convictions yeah and that's and this this scientist pleads to other people like these are inquisitive people who you know have you know minds that question things which is good and we should praise that and we we shouldn't just dismiss them because they're idiots and they're wrong there's got to be a way to bring them back into the fold yeah but then you look at mark and he goes back the director at some point asks him what if you're wrong and he essentially just says well i can't be no no his whole identity is wrapped up in this such a weird hill to die on but their whole identity is in this and that's what I understand what that scientist is saying, and I did really appreciate it, but it also reminds me of a flaw that I think the left tends to have, which is, like, we have to be the compassionate ones, and we have to do this, because I see this as left and right, like, I mean, these people are the worst kinds of conservatives, the most ignorant, like, you know these people voted for Trump, sorry to make it political, but they are not going to show you that mercy. They're sociopaths. Like that, to me, a key of this whole thing, that late, what was that woman's name? Trish? Trish, She says, 
I'm not going to, like the Boston Marathon, I'm not going to believe someone's leg got blown off unless it was my leg. And I'm like, so you're a fucking sociopath. I'm not going to believe my mom has cancer unless I have cancer. Like, what are you saying? And they ask her, what sources do you trust? And she says, me. Myself. Yeah. And that's, that's the ignorance of like this whole coronavirus thing they're like do your own research on the mass i'm like yeah your four minute google search is worth more than millions of dollars in like the cdc and all of these doctors working no you know better and that is the most dangerous thing about this way of thinking because yeah. that's what this is just blatant solipsism of well no what i know and what i think is exactly how the world works and i'm i'm, I'm the wrong. center of the universe yeah. i'm white i have a house for some reason what the f is this yeah. guy living with his mom that mom i literally wrote nice job mom like i didn't even feel bad for her because i'm like well, don't go along with it but just be like you can leave this house how about that uh, yeah how about that but in the shot before that the real weird guy with the with again with the people, yeah he's like no we don't live with our moms in the basement it's like no he lives in the attic <laughs> We're all super successful. Yeah, or doing, or our, doing own our own thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're forced to be reckoned with, so we need to take you seriously. Then that makes you the protagonist. And it's very enticing. Once you get into it, it feels great to be the underdog protagonist in a Disney movie. Everything you do is justified. And when people mock you, well, that's part because they're evil. When people try to prove you wrong, when they do prove you wrong, you quickly say, well, there you go. There's the evil. You know, no one's Ursula and their own story. I mean, I, I feel like there are two sides to how this kind of conspiracy theorist is created. They find a, a cause to get behind in a group of people that they can rally with and feel like there's a part of something. Yeah. And the other half, I think, is people who don't want to acknowledge that the universe is random. That Bingo. their life isn't meaningless. That's part that of it. they're such a tiny part of this huge cosmic, you know, just existence yes. that they have to compartmentalize the chaos of their lives so that they it's not for nothing that there well, is doesn't mark say near the end like none of that you're the star of the show exactly, exactly. that gave me chills because yeah. i was just like you are a nut yeah but like these people want to feel like gods yes. or something yeah and yeah they can't handle the concept yeah. of the universe when you're using a movie to illustrate your theory of the universe, like I was like, if someone mentions the Truman Show one oh more fucking God, time, I we know. all, and I'm just like, what? Like, if you watch that thinking, hey, this gives me an idea, which by the way, I'm pretty sure it did. You're a fucking idiot. That's not what that and movie was supposed to be about. It's yeah. about, it is about things, but it's about other stuff. And they're like, no, no, what's real about it is literally this movie studio. That's what this whole thing is. You're like, wow, you really believe this? Because all the way through it, I'm like, really? Like, you just feel like, is this a big, like, attention-grabbing, yeah. you know, thing where it, in your heart of heart of hearts, you're thinking, maybe it's not, but this is my whole thing. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a yeah. fascinating study. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, could I have lived without knowing about these people? Definitely. <laughs> but if you're going to get into it, it's pretty wild. So it's, it's, it is almost unbelievable. It's like, it is like a Christopher Guest, yeah. Ricky Gervais Strange experience, but it's, it's real. Yeah.
I would definitely recommend it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I did forget that it, oh, it, it's kind of depressing to watch. <laughs> As a lot of conspiracy theories are. So you can watch out for my documentary about Avril Melissa Levine. Yes. That's going to be a fun I one. I cannot wait for that. Dead teen pop star. Yes. <laughs> She's so lucky. Oh, that was another one. That's Britney. Oh, free Britney, by the way. Free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. Wow. Conspiracies. Pandemics. Yeah. Bill Gates. Totally. I don't know. I think Keywords. we're... It, this is perfect because we're, we are definitely in the middle, for some people, of a huge conspiracy right now. Yeah. And it's people who have... Ch we've chosen more so in the States, but also here... To make COVID a belief system, yeah. whether you believe it's real or you don't believe it's real. Unfortunately, it has no effect on when you catch it. It doesn't mind about you not believing it's real. You could still die. So, I would say don't listen to that conspiracy. Wear your mask. Wear your wash mask. your hands. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, that's our, that's our August conspiracy. What's your favorite conspiracy? Write in. Tell us. Yeah. Let us know. Stay warm. Like, nope, we're stay gonna, cool. We stay cool. We are warm. We, yeah, we're so warm. Yeah. Uh, sweat's coming out of my eyes. We do have a bonus this month as yes. well, so get in that. Patreon.com slash popular parallax. Enjoy the burning, blistering sun. Is this hell? Is this? This could be hell. Maybe it's purgatory. This feels more like purgatory than it does hell. Why have the layers been switched up? Dum, dum, dum. Until next time, bye! bye.